to another exciting episode of Extra Features Interview. I made two young ladies get up very early, and I apologize, but <laughs> ESC time's a little bit earlier than yours. Their film, Wrap Me in a Sheet, I presume is currently just doing the short film festival, but go see it. So Absolutely. I have with me today, if I could read this right, a Brit, I didn't even write your last name down, and Molly Muse. Yeah, that's right. Harris. Oh, Harris. I never wrote that down. For some reason, I have H-A, so I knew I screwed that up. Oh, well. Oh, you did. You know, you you, you did give it the old college try. I'm very good at that. So let's start at the beginning. Um, Is this based on one of you two's real life or somebody you know? It's kind of an experiment on, like, going off of a, a feeling. So... Oh, so Molly, I feel like I keep cutting off because the Zoom is a little lag. Do you? That's okay. It's um, okay. it's uh, it's kind of a dreamlike exploration of family trauma in general. Um, so it was inspired by some true events that um, that sent us off into this fictional world um, where we're exploring like cruelty in um, family themes. Um, so yeah, partially inspired by some real life events, but it's definitely a fictional um, story. Another thing no. that's cool is we got an opportunity to work with this um, really cool um, location in Washington State on the um, in the Pacific Northwest in the United States. It's called the Southwester Lodge. They have an artist residency there. And it's something we applied to and we're lucky enough to be a part of. So um, that was kind of like the impetus to make something. And this film like is very much centered around the location. So when we were writing it, we were like wanting the windswept, stormy, like Pacific coast to be its own character as well. So it kind of like makes everything darker and um, spooky. And so the themes get pretty dark as you continue through the film. Um, and I think that's very much inspired by like the location. It's a good, okay. it's a good backdrop for some spookiness. Now you said you applied for an artist residency. Is that easy mm-hmm. to get? Is it free lodging? What do you get with that? Um, you get a discounted lodging rate, um, at the Southwester for an extended period of time. So that allowed us to, we're a, like a budding production company. Um, so at the moment, um, we're out of pocket, so we have to figure out ways to do everything as cheap as possible. Um, so the artist residency allowed us to go and we shot the majority, a lot of it, um, in the actual trailers. Southwest was a trailer park hotel. Um, so we were able to use their location and then, um, it's also on the coast. So we were able to go out and use the, the state park, um, Cape Disappointment, which is beautiful um coastland um so i don't know if it's it wasn't hard for us we applied and we got accepted i don't know how many people (laughs) are rejected um but i know that they southwester is one of my favorite places in the world and they have artists come through all of the time and love to they have their own trailer where they feature different artists work they have this like bus where they show films all the time it's just like a really comfortable place to be it feels like camping I don't want to say glamping, but it's it's glamping. Okay. Oh, now, this, it. <laughs> this help your writing process sense? You had no ideas before you got to this location then? 
No, we, we had been to the location together before and knew that we wanted to shoot something there. So we got ourselves into the headspace of the place, knowing that that's where we were going to shoot, but we did come with a script. Um, and it was a lot longer. I mean, the film that we, that we made, we, we had a director's cut that was almost twice as long that we ended up cutting a lot out just to get to the meat of it. Um, ultimately for the festivals. Oh no, I want to know what I missed because I enjoyed what I saw. So, <laughs> are we missing a lot of the prelude? Like before we get to, because I mean, the person's cooking at the beginning of the film. Now, do right. we get a prelude before that? Maybe a flashback, I was thinking. We considered adding a flashback later. Um, there was not a prelude, but there was mo- a lot more in the trailer. Um, there, there was coffee service. There was a lot of stuff that was maybe a little too, too slow moving. Um, yeah, we, there was we referenced- also a little bit more story building before to give you more context. And we, we found that that wasn't actually not needed, but we, we were originally inspired by old joy. Um, what's her name? Erin. Kelly Reichardt. Kelly Reichardt. Excuse me. Um, so we were kind of moving with a really slow, like feature length pacing initially um which we learned this is our short film and we learned that that doesn't work very well so for for short Mm films so we ended up cutting out a lot of that and just like getting straight to the point set up punchline okay now the look of this thing i thought it was a very 70s look at the beginning is that the look of the trailer Mm -hmm. or is that what you guys were actually looking for maybe the thing is that old this is a 70s place because they have very paneling Mm -hmm. you just don't see Mm -hmm. i'm old so i remember these things so it looked very (laughs) much to me like an old cottage i love that it was what the trailer looked like and what's so cool about that is the place inspiring the story so much. And when we wrote it, we, we knew that we wanted it to be kind of ambiguous and suspended in time. Like, is this the nineties? Is this now? Is it earlier? Is it in the middle? Like, I like that. It's not really pinpointed into a specific era, but I think it could be many different ones. So I love that you had that instinct initially, but yeah, that was how the trailer looked, which is amazing. It's like you walk, walk into a place like this and it's like already production design. It's already looking amazing. It's already beautiful. So it's cool Um, because we didn't know exactly what we'd get when we got there, but we knew that it was going to be incredible because as Molly said, we'd been there before and like everything is just so visually interesting and beautiful. And um, so I'm glad we got the trailer we got because I really like the way it looks. Okay. You start off. want to go. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. You go. I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think we, we, we try and be, um, it's, it's a dream basically. So it, the time is not easy to pin down. It could be a lot of different time periods. So seventies, sure. It could be, could be now our next film. Also, I think we try and do the same thing. Our next film takes place in a ghost town. Um, so it's like any time within the past. Um, and I like, yeah, I love mm-hmm. timeless. Okay. You have a silver box at the beginning. Was that in the trailer? Or did you bring that with you? Because you're telling me you didn't have some idea what you were doing. We brought that with us. We did have a finished script by the time we went there, so we knew what we were what we were coming with. Um, so that is a music box. Originally, we were going to call it heirloom, um, and it's the music box kind of signifies um, family trauma passed down from generation to generation, um, and we ultimately reject passing it on at the end. Um, so 
yeah, it's a it's an actual heirloom of mine that was given to me by my aunt and I plan to give to my niece who it opens on the film opens on my niece um who's playing young Brit. They look really similar. <laughs> um, okay, Brit, your hairstyle, has that worked on a few times to get that kind of frazzled look I want to say and depressed look? Oh, how did I work on my depressed look? Mm-hmm. Well, you got your hair right. You know, it looks like you played with it a bit because you look nothing you know, like just, that now. Oh, <laughs> I'm such a chameleon, you know, just uh, drawn from that old life experience, you know. No, I don't know. It's um, I, I acting is definitely my first love and I love exploring like all those different and often dark places we go as humans. And uh, I don't know, a, a lot of it is just, I feel like when Molly and I work together, like we, it's so easy for us to drop into like anything and she'll help. She'll be my eyes and I'll be her eyes. So as far as like us wanting to appear a certain way visually and also be coached from an acting perspective, which we both can do to each other. It works really well. We have a shorthand. Um, we, we've, we've been working together for over a decade. So I feel like just us as a creative team, like Molly always helps me uh, get to where I would need to be from that perspective. So other than that, I have no idea. Just kind of happens. Okay. So since you guys have worked together for so long, did you, is the little kid voice something you guys use regularly to play with each other? Or is that just used for the film? Which part? You guys at one point make each other laugh while you're making the egg. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So we we wanted to have since we're sisters in the film, we wanted that to to be like um, a kind of game that we'd play since we were little kids. That Molly, as the older sister in the film, would do to to make me feel better as the younger, more sensitive one who maybe got the brunt of some of the the stuff growing up. So yeah, it's, we kind of like played with some different options of like what that could be like together. And, uh, that one felt right, but yeah, just a game. Did you yeah, want to- it's a coping me- me- mechanism for both of them? They're like, they want to, they have this, um, this music box that's kind of tormented them their whole lives and they, they want to make light of it. Um, and in the film that I think, I think this is inspired by, you know, some things with maybe my sisters where we will joke about something to make light of it. And sometimes it's fine and it's fun. And then sometimes you accidentally say a little bit too much and it touches a nerve and then all of a sudden you're in tears about it. Mm -hmm. And so it was like showing that moment where you try and play, but it's kind of too painful. But they try and get themselves through it with, with humor. This may be a weird question. How many eggs were burned in that scene? <laughs> I brought a dozen <laughs> eggs. I have chickens. Um, so that was one, one of the beautiful shots we had to cut. Uh, it was hard to see it go was this shot of all, this beautiful carton of very colorful eggs. Um, so, yeah, we, we went through the whole carton, I think. Maybe maybe 10 eggs. Also, yeah. I hate eggs. Like, it's the only food on this planet. Like, I have, like, a gag reflex to it. And I was like, do not feed me the eggs. You, 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 nothing, please. Nothing with eggs. But, yeah, it's it's fun. We have a lot of jokes about, about the eggs. And so, we did. The fire alarm was real. We set the fire alarm off. Huh? <laughs> and we played through that. We're like, oh, no. <laughs> so why would you use eggs if you have a gag reflex to eggs? <laughs> Because you know we love a challenge. Because why not? 
<laughs> I don't know. It seemed it seemed right in the script, and then I like forgot that. I mean, I didn't forget, but I'm like, oh man, I hate eggs. We're doing eggs. I guess we're doing eggs. It was fine. Okay, now you leave there and you go out of the trailer into a small town. Now, how far is the town from where you're shooting? It's like right in town. So this is like Long Beach, Washington. It's very beachy, um, relaxed, fun town. People are having ice cream cones. Um, we were lucky enough to, there's a scene in the car, in a carnival that's broken down that they actually um, took everything out like right after we shot it. So we just happened to get there right before they removed all of the equipment. Um, but yeah, it's right inside of Long Beach. Okay. Now, like, since stupid normal, I mean, you shoot on a mini pot course, but I noticed there's very few background actors. So were you shooting while the course is actually open or first thing in the morning, or you just had to wait for your shot? It was open and we had to wait for our shot. That was the very first thing we did when we got there. We met hmm. the DP and sound at the golf cart golf course and just played mini golf as our characters. So how was that? Did people come over and bug you? Cause you're in such an open space at this point. I think Sometimes. people get really curious. Yeah. Especially because this was a, a small coastal town in Washington. A lot of people were asking us what we we're doing and it's fun. We'll just, talk to them about it, maybe stop what we're doing. Cause it's really nice that so many of these places let us film there, you know? Um, so we, we wanted to um, take the time to talk to people there. Um, but yeah, but it was, it was nice. Like the, the restaurant that we filmed in the golf part, the mini golf and golf, wait, mini golf and go-karts. That's what I was looking for. Um, all those places were super nice. We went and just asked them if we could shoot there and um, they let us. But yeah, for we people did going get, and playing through, it was, yeah, we just shot around them for the most part. We did get permission beforehand, so they knew that we were coming. And so everybody knew that. And every young person wants to know if it's going to be on YouTube. And I learned <laughs> a long time ago from, from working as a PA that um, if, if you want people to leave you alone, you tell them that you're shooting a mayonnaise commercial. <laughs> so we got to use that line a few times. <laughs> Such a good one. A mayonnaise commercial on a yeah. People course. are like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's just it's a high concept mayonnaise like, commercial. It's very high concept. <laughs> How was go karts? Because you really only um, use that one shot. It looks like a stagnant camera shot, just shooting down. Did you try other shots of the go karts and it was too difficult? Because I mean, it's hard to shoot go karts. I agree. Because they're moving quickly, and you're doing stuff. Oh yeah. Um, we loved that bit, but it was hard to find something that worked. And sometimes later you come home and you're like, Oh, that's not also, that was one of the first things we shot as well. So I think we're kind of just warming up to into a lot of things, but I'm happy we did get to use something. Cause it's, you can't not be having fun at a go-kart. Yeah. Uh, well, ultimately we didn't need any of the other shots, right? Like just, just that one moment, the, the shot that we kept was just my characters helping her out of a go-kart and you're like, Oh, Okay, and they did go karts, and it's um, your brain fills in for you. So we just we felt good with yeah. just the, just the one. The point is, they're like they're out, they're trying to lift each other up from from whatever hard time. You're not sure what exactly is going on with them, um, but they're out like ripping it up. 
That's something we were learning what Molly said earlier too, about having a longer film is twice as long. We had, you know, more footage from everything in there and like really playing and experimenting with things. And I, I really enjoyed that process and we really liked that cut as well, but then learning like, okay, so what exactly do we need to move this along? Like what does the audience need? And just like making it specific to a short film format. So it's interesting. It's like, we always say you make the film like three times, you write it, you shoot it. And then in post-production, when you're editing it, you're like, well, now I'm really making the film. Now I'm really like making sure the story is the most effective or whatnot. So yeah. yeah how can we be interesting. efficient storytellers? Good luck on that one. <laughs> For real. It's not easy. That is very hard. Um, did you want food to be a constant theme throughout the picture? <laughs> Um, no, no, I don't think so. The eggs exist to show, um, Taylor's mental state, basically. Um, but then you have ice cream. Then we do have ice cream. Yep. And we eat burgers as well. Yep. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm constantly (laughs) noting all the food. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to ask. That's funny. Yeah. For those, it's like revisiting events from our childhood because, um, in our, the story we like outline for ourselves. It's like, we'd go to this coastal town almost every summer growing up and it was kind of our happy place. So we're, we're going there and we're hitting up all the old stops, you know, we're going to get the favorite ice cream from the favorite shop, the favorite burger, going to the favorite, you know, um, carnival place that's now defunct. So a lot of those activities did involve food, which I guess would make sense for kids. They want the treats. They want the special things. So, so that's how I guess we got all that, Ended up getting all the food in there. <laughs> Never thought about that before. Okay. As we're moving along, and you two were very busy during this shoot, how many people did it take to build a giant hole on a beach? No. You're looking at two. the manpower right here. <laughs> no way. We, that must have taken you all day. It oh, did. Yeah. And it we did. filmed a lot of it. We filmed probably almost all of it. We had to do it twice also. We had to go back and reshoot something. And that morning, we are just like, one of us to the other was like, we're going to have to do the whole today. We didn't get blah, blah, blah. We were like, no, oh, God. It's another thing about this. Yeah. Oh, yes. Twice. Mm -hmm. You had to. Yeah. Did you not think of having some friends to join you? Oh, yeah. But it's it's complicated. Friends cost money. (laughs) We We were like, we're doing this. As as light a crew and a cast as possible, but yeah, it was. Is I, I am amazed we did that. But another constraint we had is we had five days on that property, so we had to, you know, learning that we had to go back out and dig another hole was like <laughs> very uh very scary. We're also working with natural light for the whole process, so it's like we were really really up against it a few times there. Okay. So, yeah, it's just interesting. I was about to get you on the next step. During the shooting, <laughs> I do notice you start with a light hole. It's very light at the beginning. Uh-huh. And then yeah. at the end of the shot, it's very dark. So, yeah. as a viewer, am I assuming that you've been there all day or just assuming that you couldn't fix it in the editing? That we've the been there first. all day. <laughs> okay, I'll let you have that, but I don't know. But I wasn't sure. I'm like, they've been there for a while. I know that. It well, does if you're take a filmmaker, long time you made- to dig a hole, and that actually was real. So we did actually yeah. dig a hole, and by the time we had dug the hole, the weather had changed. And it, on the coast, uh, that does happen. It was it was in and out, all kinds of of weather. Yeah. So it doesn't bother me that the weather changes because that is what happens. And 
it did take us that long. So it's realistic. Does it read? <laughs> does it read that way when you watch it? It sounds like maybe it doesn't, but. Okay. Yeah. Now, how is putting the camera in the hole to do the shot up? Oh yeah, that was great. That was, it was a, that was a GoPro shot. Um, wrapped okay. in cellophane. Mm-hmm. Wrapped in cellophane. Brilliant. I love that shot. That was fun to do. And, um, we like every time we shot it, we did it in like one, one dirt throw, two dirt throw, and it would cover. It felt like so exciting and, and cinematic. We'd watch it back and we're like, whoa, we did it. We nailed it. Cause it was kind of hard to aim at it, but I love that shot. And then you got to get back into the hole and pull oh, yeah. the GoPro, get out, put the <laughs> GoPro back with new cellophane. Yeah. Okay. So did you have to fill in the hole again? Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous to leave a huge hole. Well, I know that, but you never know. You might come back the (laughs) next day and film again. So I was wondering if the hole stayed. It would have been great if we left the hole, but we did not. We were feeling like we should be responsible and and put it how we found it. So we did fill it back in twice. Okay. And we get to the end of this thing. We're in a certain scene, and you show a lot of yourselves. I was kind of shocked by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that planned or is that spontaneous? Or I mean, I understand. I thought it was more like a cleanse for the movie. You're cleansing exactly yourself. It. Is that the way I took it right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, and on that part, we didn't plan to have at the end initially. Um, we had initially imagined the sauna as a part of the, like, enjoying the town. Um, and then later came to decide that it belongs at the end because because of what they've been through and the shedding of that skin and starting over and they're having this you know they've rejected the the family trauma um, chain and they are starting fresh. So that's what it, that's what that means to. I like to think of it as like a coda. It's like, you know, the the film ends in that very like cinematic, dramatic moment that we were talking about with the GoPro. And then um, it seems like it's over. And then there's a little coda at the end to kind of show. um, I I like that it's ambiguous too. At least I hope that it's ambiguous in ways uh, for the end because it's like they're they're now starting their lives for themselves. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like. We don't know what the effects would be from the event that just happened or if it's for sure in the past, but I, I do like that there is like a very literal and metaphorical cleansing and uh, the audience can decide what they think that is. Okay. Now do you tell people this is coming ahead of time? I'm more thinking about your family or you just like it be a little surprise. Nah. Uh, yeah. Normally it's a surprise unless it feels like somebody needs to know. And this is, this is an area where, I mean, the film was a lot longer initially. So I think, you know, now this scene to me maybe stands out in a way that it didn't in the longer version. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there is some discomfort with nudity sometimes. There are people that I am probably not going to specifically invite because <laughs> they might feel a certain way about it, you know? Um, but I'm not ashamed of it. I'm, proud of what we made and I think that it adds to the film and um, 
think like the general population at large, whoever comes to see it doesn't know us personally, um, it'll hit them differently. Okay. Music. There is subtle hints of music throughout the film. And mm-hmm. I find you guys are very trying to hide it. Like it's never too really? I do didn't feel oh. it was standing out. So mm. I was trying to feel is it just there just to put me in a mood? Like I found it more like white noise most of the time throughout Interesting. the film. Yeah, our um our uh collaborator, Kevin, um he wrote this incredible score for the film that's much longer because we, again, he wrote for like a twice as long film. We didn't get to use everything, but he, um, one thing we talked about with him is like being inspired by the place and the vibe of like the, the gray, spooky, beautiful, powerful North Pacific Northwest. And I think he really leaned into that. Like there's a lot of synths. There's a lot of like, like boom, like if you feel it in your bones, if you're in the, cinema turned way up kind of feelings and then he has some like really sweeping beautiful score elements um during moments of lift or moments of like processing um which i love and then um we wanted to also make like a an a, a motif uh with the music box theme which is something that i wrote and threw in there so that wasn't like you know something that the actual music box played but kevin uh, also um took that motif and built it into his score. So like, if you go back and watch again or listen again, you'll, you'll hear like that, which I personally love um, because maybe even on a subconscious level, it's like kind of seeping through everything. But I do like that. No one element is like overpowering the others with design. And um, yeah, I am like a huge, huge fan of the score of this film. And I wish I could just like listen to it all back to back um, as its own, as its own thing, which, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I love it. Okay. This is the fun part of the show that if you haven't prepped or at luck, too bad. I have three fun questions for you. Okay. Everybody comes on, gets the fame first question the first time they come. So I need both of yours favorite film. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire by Celine Siama. Oh, wonderful, wonder, wonderful, so underrated it's, it's, film. I couldn't agree more. It's an, a masterpiece. It's a, it's like the, probably agree. the only film I've ever seen where I'm like, it's perfect. It's perfect. I saw I'll it give you like four times in the theater. Wow. And that was a hard film to see. Yeah. It didn't I get just, much play I, up here. Oh, really? Yeah. That's one amazing thing about living here is like, uh, like even limited release stuff. It's like, I can go to a, there's, there's a really great uh, independent um, cinema near my house. And that's where I watched. Like they, they had a run, I think of like three or four weeks. And I was just oh, wow. there every week watching it. It was such a treat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mine. <laughs> I'm going to go Princess Bride. I think that movie is also perfect. It's like a fluffy popcorn. Awesome. And, um, but I love it every time. I think that it's perfectly made. And easily mm-hmm. quotable. Lots yep. of quotes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love the comedy. Number two, your favorite on-set meal, or it could be after the film. Like maybe you went for dinner, maybe breakfast, lunch. I mean, I know you're independent. You got to eat sometimes. It's always pizza for me. It's just always pizza. I could eat pizza at any moment at any time. I prefer to eat it after the shoot because, you know, it's just better. <laughs> but pizza for sure, all the way. <laughs> um, 
Also pasta. We're, we go pretty Italian. Brett and I work together a lot and we both know that um, something we can always eat is pizza or pasta. We had a delicious uh, pasta meal with wine, some Alfredo, and mm-hmm. I will remember that. Okay, this one may be an easy question for both of you since I can tell you guys are Kelly Reichel, right, uh, right, you know what I mean, Reichart, Kelly yeah. Reichart, Reichart enthusiast, because I definitely see that in this film, because I do know what Kelly Reichart is in a few of her films. Do you both have the same favorite film, or do you want to give out different films? I actually have not made my way through her whole catalog yet, and she is like one of the filmmakers who I've instantly loved, and I'm like, I need to go all the way through the catalog. So I'm not sure what my favorite is quite yet, but I but we all were very like taken with Old Joy, and it was not something we had watched until we knew we were shooting this. So that is just like always kind of stuck in there. But um, I'm not sure what my actual favorite is yet. I'm still forming an opinion on that. We'll say Old Joy is a placeholder. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I haven't seen all of them either. I've, I've watched also a collection of her short films, which were really lovely. Um, and she just, she nails the, she has a very specific style and mm-hmm. feeling throughout that I'm very fond of. Well, I want to thank you now for your time. Is there anything you want to pimp out? Tell people where to find. This is an awesome time to do it. Awesome. Yeah, we, uh, on all the social medias, we're at Hey Paper Palace is our production company paper palace productions um and we're hoping that in the next year or so this will be available to watch in a more public way right now rap mini sheet is in the film festival circuit so yeah, we, we are to... premiering sorry go ahead no you go ahead i'm just gonna make a joke <laughs> we're premiering at the damn short film festival uh world premiere in boulder city nevada um, in February, and then we'll be at the First Glance Film Festival in LA in March. My question is: We have a mayonnaise ad before it goes on YouTube. Is what it really means, whether you <laughs> or not. Well done, mayonnaise um, ad. Genius. Well, now now we're gonna have to because you're counting on it. So I am counting on it. So is everyone else. <laughs> Thank you for your I mean, time. Like, Simon's a- gonna be really mad. Yes, that's it. I'm just going to go in and listen to the score because it's so subtle. I got to get separated. So that's probably why. Yeah. Maybe using the mayonnaise commercial <laughs> so I'll hear it a little bit better. All right. That's great feedback. Thank you for your time and have a great day. Thank, Thank you, you so very much, much, Simon. Thanks for having me.